It's too much. Hello, hello, and welcome to this, the latest edition of the Ian Prendercast, the Carlton Podcast, brought to you all, as always, by the good people at MGA. They're more than traffic now. And 121 Media, my name is Sean Peterbudge, and I'm joined, as always, by Dr. Tim Davis. Hello. Sean, how are you, my friend? Shit house, Tim. Shit house. I had my wits end. I I know where you're coming from. I know where you're coming from. We're going to delve right into the cerebral cortex Tonight, we're going to chip look, away. <laughs> going to look into the eye of the dragon. And why the hell this keeps happening and why we put ourselves through it. What have you been up to lately, Timbo? Uh, coached the under-13 Beverly Hills boys to a another win today. What is happening? How bad's that division? It's actually a very good division. Are you sure? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm actually really happy that it's a challenge every week. But uh, how to win this week? We're four and three. I think legitimately there were two losses we shouldn't have had. So I think we're going well. But uh, every game counts. Are you are you, are you you writing Teague's press conferences? What are you talking about? We just need to get better. Yeah, we, just, we just need to do we our... We know what we need to do. We need to play our brand. We just need brand. to get better. Where are you going? Uh... Where are you going what? you got to use your words, Fab. Introduce me. It's not a visual medium you keep telling me. He became, uh, was it uh, Marcel Marceau for a moment there? He's like gesturing at us. Uh, of course, that is the big Faber Ganoush, that giant booth. Um, of course, you enjoyed uh, the birthday of your two boys, Anthony and Kitas, over the weekend. Buona sera ragazzi. Yes, my boys had their birthday yesterday. I like it how he doesn't correct the fallacy <laughs> part of that. Harvey and Alexander, people know. We've mentioned them enough on the pod. I don't know if we have. We have. Yeah, all right. I think they're underrepresented. When no, not, so shout out to my two boys. He loves them when he's not yelling at them. It's, <laughs> it's the job of a parent, Sean. I don't know. You yell at them an awful lot. <laughs> they irritate me a lot. The funniest one ever, uh, Timbo, was when he invited me around. I thought he was just inviting me around to, you know, watch whatever was on that night, a game of some description, I'm not sure. And I ended up just like... Quasi babysitting the boys while he put together <laughs> Christmas some, decorations, some lawn ornaments. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, a reindeer. <laughs> and then at one point, at one point, um, he just started yelling at the children for no reason because you didn't have adequate control of the situation. They were eating their dinner, and you were just yelling at them like animals. You, you know what you were like? You were like Ed Rooney when he was on the phone to Ferris. That's what. That's your level of aggravation with the boys as they were just. Wasn't he on the down. phone? He was on the phone to Cameron. Yeah, but no, Ferris was there. Remember when he had Ferris on the other line? <laughs> Rooney! Rooney. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, how have you been going? Not that I care. Yeah, well, been, uh, yeah. There's nothing much going on, mate. Every week is the same. Yeah. Work Monday to Friday. My team gets, well, my team gets smashed on the weekend. And you then say um, work Monday to Friday. Yeah, jump uh, shots improved. Yeah. <laughs> you don't spend much of that in the office working. Absolutely, I do. I swung past Fab, uh, said he would be in the office at uh, 2 o'clock on Friday, so I thought I'd swing by at about 20 to 3. That was nice of you, Sean. He was not here. No. I, I was... Uh, he had a long, long, Business long development lunch. and marketing 
needs to be done occasionally too, Timbo. We had this discussion, didn't that we? That includes going to Shopping Town and having lunch with a friend. Apparently. No, no, that was before that. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Goz and I ate uh, $160 worth of sushi. <laughs> How do you do that? At the, what was it, what's it called? That Sushi Jiro? Sushi, sushi Trine. It's like a, yeah, it's, it's, we sat, we're in a booth. I'll have that. And everything, have that. Like, everything that came past. Because <laughs> um, I'll have that gold plated sushi that's then, just. There's like this little um, iPad thing on the table. I've never had sushi made of Krugerrands, Tim. You, you can select like hot dishes and, you know, made to order stuff and drink. And you just click center table. And then this like little bullet train arrives just above your head, stops at your table, you take the, the plates off and it. Goes back to the kitchen. I think what a lot of people really enjoy about that experience is the... It's the novelty. It's the novelty. It's the train set experience. Yeah, it's, That's what they like. It's honestly... I felt like I was in Total Recall. It had very a very Total Recall feel about it. Original. How many tits did the waitress have? I was going to say the three tits. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We're away. That's got us off and running. So let's have a chat about yesterday's debacle. Um, don't even know why. Uh... I think what we're going to do, perhaps, is freewheel a little bit. Because to be brutally honest, the chicken salads will take us all of a minute. <laughs> um, so let's try to plug where we can elsewhere. And that has led to, and I'm very excited about this, the return, gentlemen, of the MGA traffic. Big question. Z, plural. I didn't have time to re-record that sting. Take out the traffic or add the S. Um, so <laughs> what we've got is a couple of questions here which we're going to ponder and pontificate on uh, broadly about the Carlton Football Club. It's almost like a review 1.5. It's not quite a sequel, but it's not quite its own you know, thing. Yep. So the first big question, and this comes to us by way of uh, Twitter user Matthew Berto, um, who made an excellent point uh, in one of his tweets to us overnight. He said, the group lacks what the coach lacks, and that's not a coincidence and it made me think about the old adage, Timbo, that you know dogs looking like their owners. <laughs> yes. Can David Teague make his team what he is not? Or is any coach capable of doing that? Can any coach make their team what they just aren't? Energetic, urgent, passionate? I think you can. Um, I think, but you need to take your players on a journey to be able to... Show them what you want. You've got to be able to articulate it and you've got to be able to describe it and sell it and motivate them to be that. And Motivate. Yeah. And that's... Um, but uh, and, and if not, I think what comes back is just you. And if you're being true to yourself and that's that's what's reflected back at your, at your players, that's all they're going to be. I reckon, Fab, an enormous part of that is if you don't have that inherently and if you are tasked with extracting it from your group, you have to be like a master storyteller in a way. Yeah. What purpose can you give your players week to week, year to year? Yep. What themes? How potent are they? Can you, can you elicit that from them in another way? This is, and it, this touches on what we discussed last week, the difference between the ability to coach which he obviously has the ability to coach, which is a football skill set. But then there's the ability to manage. Yep. And a head coach at an AFL football club has to have – the balance is more of that managerial 
thing, the motivation, the understanding what each pocket of individuals needs, not just the collective as well. And not everybody is cut out for that. So whilst there is tactically can't be burdened on one person, although that person is quite critical, I think the how do I what's the word I'm looking for? The the makeup of the team, the way they their DNA. Their DNA is a reflection the coach's DNA. of the guy at the top. Yep. Yep. The coach has to be wholly and solely committed to whatever the style of play is, whatever the mentality is, whatever your philosophy is, and it has to be, like, incorruptible. And you watch Carlton play, and it's just... If that's a reflection of Teague, you're sort of going, well, it's really not. Yeah. Because it's not honest, and it's not brave. And it's not hard. It's not hard. Mm. And it's not defensive-minded. No, and you're sort of going, so... It's not desperate. Who is this a reflection of? It's not a reflection of the coach. So has the coach changed his own philosophy... I just reckon Unless teams. that's his coaching flight, maybe there's a difference between his play. As a player, you could never question David Teague's courage or desire. But as a coach, he's probably got a different set of philosophies that we look at the way Carlton play. Carlton don't, or we don't change anything. So he's true to his conviction. He wants, this is the way we want to play, rightly or wrongly, very wrongly it appears to be. And he doesn't change anything. It's like, no, we're sticking to this. This is plan A. Plan A isn't working. No, because we're not doing it right. He even mentioned it the other day. The players aren't... Was it last week's press conference? It was yeah. more about player execution. It's becoming... It's almost got to the point now where it's like the broken clock where, well, eventually it, it will be right, David. Mm. But unfortunately, it's wrong so often yeah. that you need to change. And if you aren't prepared to change, if you aren't prepared... To admit, geez, what we're trying to do is not working. The players haven't bought it. The players don't believe in it. Well, either you change it or we'll change you. Well, and I think the bottom line is you've got to be courageous enough to be able to look at it and go, this is what I want you to do. This is what you're doing. How do I make the steps from point A to point B? And is it a two-week thing or is it a two-year thing? Because if it's going to be a two-year thing to get our team playing the way that David Teague wants us to, David Teague doesn't. David have two Teague years. isn't there. He doesn't have two years. And, and moreover, you've still got to have the courage to be able to say the David Teague way is right, because that that's what it comes down to. I think to we've is. seen. I think he's shown that it's not. Now, does he have the intestinal fortitude to say it's not working? I need to shut off a trigger B, which is generally starts with, let's go a lot more defensive and then gradually add all the other pieces. Yep. Does he have the confidence to be able to do that and get out of the side what he needs to in 11 weeks? Or is he just hoping that the first part clicks and he's vindicated? Which I don't think he's going to be. No. He's got to do something. You keep... You know, people keep talking. You keep wanting a response, and you want a response from the coach. You want the coach to to drive the team and drive the team in every measurable, meaningful way, and that includes, mate. You, you gotta stop sitting there so passively. Every time someone made the point, every time the, the camera flashes to the box, he's not talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the phone in his hand. He's not showing any emotion, and he's sort of going. This all filters down through the group. 
This comes from this filters right hmm. down. We spoke about DNA. You mentioned it, Timbo. You're like, but even in the coach's box, that's what I'm talking about. How do the others? Brett Stanton, I'm not going to hang him out to dry for this one. Well, no, we don't know what he's laughing. He could he was that, laugh. I don't no, give no, a no. fuck what he's no, laughing no. at, Sean, because no, I'm be, not laughing. Well, I'm not hanging him out for that at all. He no, could no. be laughing about something stupid like, mate, fucking told this guy not to do that. We told him five minutes ago not to do that. Yep. And it could be right. an exasperated, Correct. we've literally Correct. just spoken about don't do so that. So what, what more can you do? In, in the art of coaching, what else do you have in your artillery mm. to be able to say, knackers, don't do that? Oh my god, he's just done it. But that's it. As I said, that thing thing for me was blown up. That was a that was a really small incident without any context. That I was like, we. He, I don't think he's laughing. As in, this is fun to watch. No, no. Look, the bottom line is the Carlton faithful are hurting. I mean, that's mm. just that is, we are. That is just the way that it is. And and you sit there and you're going, if I'm going to hurt, fuck you. You're going to hurt as well. Don't be fucking smiling back yep. at me. It's the Lockie Plowman thing that yeah, we discussed. It is. Of course it is. Round two. Yep. We want to talk next uh, in terms of the big questions. Keep coming. Um, I was reminded of this, you know, watching the game last night, uh, Fab, and seeing what felt like yet another crossroad fatigue. Yep. We, we felt it at halftime. I'm sure you probably recognised it as well. We thought, we've got to, we have to respond. There has yep. to be something better than what we've just seen. We kicked three goals, none from open play, all from free kicks. Yep. Going... We have to see something better in the second half. Let's see how they react. Let's see what Teague can get out of them. And it just... You might have actually tweeted something about this. Mark LeDuce, guaranteeing David Teague's job, to me is the failings of the Carlton Football Club in a nutshell. We are trying to conduct... A review. Let the, the f- review be the review, the and review then the review. fucking say what you want. Well, you can't review mate, the football department without and not the coach. Without the coach, mate, what is? Uh, I, and when I saw your tweet, it just reminded me of a great line and a great mantra from The Godfather, when uh, Vito Corleone, Corleone said, "Never let anyone outside the family know what you are thinking." Yep. Never let anybody who is not inside the walls of the Carlton Football Club or the whatever football club, mm-hmm. never let anybody know what you are thinking because then they hold you to it. And we have a fucking bad record of doing this. Yep. Just shut up. <laughs> like, don't tell them anything. Don't give them anything. What did, uh, what did uh, Staff Sergeant Dignam say? Feed them shit and keep them in the dark. Yeah, treat them like mushrooms. Just, <laughs> this place has got more leaks than the Iraqi Navy. Just, <laughs> just Mark, you're the outgoing president. This review is not yours. Get out of the way. Yep. Don't talk about it. If you're asked about it, say, look, uh, to be brutally honest, that's uh, Luke and his administration. They're obviously going to be conducting the review and carrying it out. Um, I will help when and where asked. Uh, I don't feel it appropriate to comment on the outcome of any such review that is ongoing and is not in my remit. Yep. And and can I just add something? Yes. Pa- part of the frustrations of Mark LaDudice as a figurehead of the football club is... He was too often silent or absent or not present, not visible along the way. Mm-hmm. Once he's at the door and he is handing that rollover, why do you fucking start talking now and be start saying all the wrong things? He's saying the wrong things. Oh, look, I'm less worried. About, it was shocking. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm in. I couldn't agree more with what you and Sean are saying. However, I don't think he's bullshitting. I think he's just he's, he's being too open, too honest. We, why I'm more focused on why is this head coach, the central figure of the football department, excluded from the football department's review? Doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, 
It's, it is nonsensical. Absolutely. It, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And he what, should be the first person getting reviewed. What you want to do is set the agenda, and the agenda is everyone's under review. Mm, they've set the agenda. It's the assistant coaches that may be the issue. And you're going, no, it's everybody. Mm. And to be brutally honest, if we had any gumption about us, it was, if it was 30 years ago, yep. nobody would survive. It's like when you and I were talking about anyone in corporate. I'm not talking about us specifically in my business, but you pay. <laughs> no, no, I'm specifically not talking about my business. But in the corporate world, you governments will pay someone to do a report. You pay mm. someone enough money. To give you the report you want. To give you the outcome you want. Like we joked about it, Timbo, like I'm building a, a housing, I'm building a new development, but I want it to be in a particular orientation that removes a side street or whatever. So I give Fab the contract, not saying that Fab would do this, but I give him the deal to say, just write up a sympathetic report that gets rid of that side street I don't want. Mm. And then that person does it. They go, yeah, no worries. In my expert opinion, I think that we need to get rid of that side street because uh, pedestrian access, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, then you can someone, make up whatever crap you want. And then someone goes, fine, that's all right. Yep. Because an expert, quote, unquote. To be honest, we don't want to make it about COVID, but there's a little bit of that in COVID. Well what, and truly. What do we need it to be? The experts are telling us this. Okay, well, it's the experts. And that's what happens here. Yeah. But if we're going into a review of the football department with a predetermined outcome, then why, we're in... Why are we doing it? Just get rid of them. Yeah. It's just... Well, it makes it very hard to be able to, you know, pump your pump your chest out and say, look at the three guys we've got on the panel, look look at their credentials, look at what they have and have done. They're, they're you know, they're going to leave no stone unturned and this is going to be the best thing for the football club. Well, if there's a predetermined outcome, well, I think that's disrespectful, disrespectful for them. A medium-sized question as a... From the big question, <laughs> slightly smaller size question. It's like a babushka doll. Yeah. Um, from that is, so the three guys, no one can question um, like a guy like Matthew Pavlich. But my eyebrows were raised when you go, what's his relationship with Brad Lloyd? Yeah. What's it like? Because if it's good, go, well, that's, no, you're not exactly the man we need. Well, it wouldn't be bad because they wouldn't. Have got him. No, but I agree. So you're kind of going, is he impartial enough to review a guy like Brad Lloyd who needs reviewing if they've got a good relationship? Is he going to give us the actual honest feedback we need Mm. or is he going to sugarcoat it a bit? Or conversely, and Luke says, has the reputation of being a bit more firm and a bit more cowboyish, has he gone, I don't care what Brad Lloyd thinks. He probably hasn't even consulted Brad Lloyd and gone... I want someone from Fremantle in a senior position to come in and review this. And if he's done that, <laughs> I applaud him. Yep. I applaud him because that's brilliant. But if it's the other one, mm. yeah. then this whole, this whole review is starting to have a massive fishy smell about it. But then by the same token, again, this is as Carlton supporters that are hurting a little bit and, and are looking for the holes in everything that's going on, whereas this may just be... A legitimate, a legitimate deep dive view into what we're doing, but again, if that was the case, how a Mark Lejudice can say um, the coach isn't under review? You're going well, even if he's not, while you're doing it, you may as well review him. Bloody oath. Staying on Brad Lloyd, the other or the next big question. Um, the problem the club faces now is a lot of the heavy lifting that they did, and so and so deftly and and 
beautifully did, to be brutally honest, from 2015 onwards, even despite some diversions along the way, they've officially frittered away more patience than any Carlton fan base has ever and will ever give at administration. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They've wasted it because we all bought in, we all gobbled it up, we all believed, we gave them the time, but they didn't stay the course. Yep. They haven't stayed the course, and we've seen it. Guy last night was potting someone like a Paddy Dow. Paddy Dow didn't have a perfect night. No. He did some nice things. Yep. He won an equal team high five clearances, I think it was, yep. on the night. Yep. He did. Yep. And you go, he, he broke out of traffic, showed a good step, distributed equal the ball. Equal team high five tackles as well. You're going, so all these little things, are we saying he was one of the best players on the ground? We are not. But we are saying those sort of signs, those heartlet handballs, should have been glimpsed two years ago. Yep. We should be so much further along in his development. He should be so much further along, but we aren't. Because they got they got Toey fat. Yeah, they got Toey. Became about wins, and they went. Oh, we need, geez, we need something here, and they sacrificed the short term, or the long term. Sorry for the immediate short term. Yep, hundred percent they did, and that started with David Teague. Not they put him. They got rid of Bolts because everything was just not working with Bolts, and I understand at the start Teague came in, played players, especially senior players in their more natural position. Let's just try and get things moving. If it's a month, that's fine. Try and get a bit of confidence back in the group, a bit of momentum, but to have the focus totally shift from developmental to let's win right now. Let's win games that actually don't mean anything. Yeah, it's impatient, yeah. It was just not good enough. And, And what's happened, that is a consequence in my eyes, of a poor footy manager who hasn't gone to the board and hasn't said, this is where we're going, this is how we get there, and it just takes time. We're going to have to wear it, that's just how it is. Yep. He either didn't have the balls to say it, they didn't want to listen, but if that's the case, I think, to be brutally honest, whichever way you cut it, the position is untenable because we've we've strayed too far yep. from from where we needed to be going and how we were going to get where we hoped we were going to get. And more importantly, how did match committee and coaching, like how how did they get too far removed from exactly what we need in in the now? You know, and and was it marketing speak and finances that were pushing the agenda yep. of this is what we needed to see? Yep. And you know that they you just got you got to have a better balance than that. Yep. Like don't completely dismiss status and position and all that sort of stuff and 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 what um, Carlton supporters are seeing and thinking. But longer term, we're going to be happy if you produce a better team in two years' time and not one that's largely stagnating because you haven't done your fundamental job of developing talent. And that's going to be worth more yeah. than whatever the short-term wins are. Completely. Both financially. Like, that's going to be worth more if people actually go, oh, we actually are good. Yeah. Yep. Not... Oh, we're getting a little bit better maybe in this back half of the year. We've won a couple of games. No, if you actually turn up and are good, people are going to be like, ah. Gotcha. How good yeah. is this? We're yeah. actually competitive. Um, another big question. Why are we so reactive, Fab? Like the whole club, we are just a reactive club in every way. You can give examples. The review is reactive. Yep. Our approach to Lepic is reactive. The way we Does play the club it, have an approach to... Lepich, or does the fan base have... No, the club approached him. The club contacted him. Even the way we play football is reactive. We 
have this thing that we want to be seen, and we've said it before, in the media to be current and doing all the right, you know, we're the it club. We're going to be the, what's, what's it right now? What can we do that will make them happy? Happy. We don't want to be put in the, you know, we don't want headlines in the in the media that says, "Oh, this is old Carlton. This is yeah, you know, this is old Carlton. This is old Carlton." Stop worrying about what they think. Mm. Do what have some conviction Correct. and do what you think is right, regardless of how it makes the club look to the media. I'm sure you you two agree. In a hypothetical fancy you know, fantasy land that. Someone goes, Fab, we're going to hire you to be the GM of footy at the Carlton Football Club. Oh, I'd love it. No, but, but I mean, I would love it as well. It'd be hilarious. But <laughs> what, what we would get, I would imagine, people, it doesn't matter what the job is, and I understand people have bills and they have mortgages and they have whatever, and football is a very lucrative business. Yep. So everyone becomes a yes man. Everyone becomes, okay, what can I do? I need to stay in this job for as long as I can. I will be fired one day. Eventually, time will run out. But I need to make sure that that time is, like, just stretch it out, stretch it out, stretch it out. So rather than go in and say, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to need X years to turn this around, but we're going to do it my way, and I'm going to nail my colours to the mast that this is how we're going to do it, they all just go, oh, yeah, no, I can do that. Yeah, we can adjust. Yeah, we can keep making repairs. Well, you failed. So but this This is out. where... The board is critical at AFL level because we'll take a look at NFL or NBA, for an example. When it's your money and you're the owner, and some of the owners are the GMs, you don't have time. Mate, this is my dime you're on. I want results. At the AFL level, as you said, it's very different. It's the board that has to keep them accountable. And sometimes the board, and our one does, have a preconceived idea of this is what we think is the right way and then the football department just become yes men to them. I reckon our board oftentimes can either be ignorant, just completely, you're almost sort of sitting there going, you don't know enough about this to even have an opinion that's this valued. Yep. You experience that firsthand. Um, or they, they're overly emotional. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'd love to see on our board? Everyone's like, you know, especially with rival tickets, you know, everyone wants to form a ticket. So you kind of, you're all like-minded. You all get together and it's everyone's kind of, you'd love to see a board that, you know, Timbo wants this, I want something different. So it, it challenges, it pushes, it, it asks the question rather than everyone just going. But everyone wants to just agree. Yeah. And then everyone gets hurt feelings when they don't, they, they don't get their way. So then everyone becomes... They become nasty and narky, and then they want to seize control. Then it becomes mm. a like a dictatorship. Yep. You're going. It's a football club. Hundred percent. It's a football club. Go. Ultimately, if you haven't argued your case compellingly enough that the other ex people on the board think that's the way to go, that's kind of on you. Yep. And or, this is why we need to be able to elect board members, not have the board somehow elect itself. Yeah, it's a sham. Which is what's been happening and is going to continue to happen at our club. We need to be able to say, Timbo's up for re-election. Sean's put his hand up. Campaign Timbo, campaign Sean. And the members tell you who wants to be in there. 
you won't get a whole bunch of people going, yeah, yeah. We're all uh, chugging in the same direction. And, mate, in this day and age, like, to be brutally honest, in this day and age, if you have designs on potentially piercing that kind of monopoly on the board, there are so many avenues for you to get your name, get your story, get your philosophy out there. Absolutely. Do a podcast. Yep. Do the rounds. Chat. This is what I'm about. This is what I want to do. Et cetera, et cetera. Do it. Go on SEN. There are so many avenues. Do a Q&A on YouTube or whatever you want to do. There's so many avenues for you actually mm. say they can't suppress you like they have in the past. No. I don't yeah. know anything about this guy. Who's this guy? Mm. Oh, whatever. And um, as you say, there's a lot of influence on the board because of you know business connections and wealth and backgrounds and all those sorts of things. And having strong, connected people allows the football club to be able to do things and lever off and all that sort of stuff. But that's the financial. It's mm. not It's not the football. But back in the day, Tim, the board used to be... Tim Bacon, you you got some cash? Good, we'll put you on the board. Sean's got some cash. But the weird thing is, Fab... And you guys have to drive. Then all of a sudden, it stopped becoming that. Yep. But you know what it is, We though. had Jeannie Pratt on the board. No offence. Jeannie might be a lovely person. I only want to see Jeannie Pratt on the board if she's given us millions of dollars per year. Yeah, if you're not giving us your money, you're if, useless. What is she on there for? Now, historically, they've given us money. I'm not saying they haven't. No, I agree, I agree completely. But if she's not giving us, I'm not talking about bits and bobs, cash, you know? Here, no cash. <laughs> Microprocessors. <laughs> I don't know what they are. You don't know what they are. Cash. <laughs> um, if anyone gets that movie reference, let us know. Um, I, think, I, I, think that, I think that what you say is right. If you've got the money, if that's why you're on the board, because you have money, well, or really strong business connections yep. that have money. Yep. Make sure that money enters the Carlton BSB account, here we go, mm. or get out. Yeah. I want people on the board who are there to drive the direction of the Carlton Football Club because it's it's moved. That's that's what you need. Well, that's Let Kane Little worry about the money. That's what you've got to CEO yeah. for. That's, that's exactly what and I was going to say. we've always said we, we're very measured here, and from that point of view, Kane Little is doing a great job. Can't dispute it. You know what I'd like to see the Mathesons? Like, just say to the Mathesons, give us the pokies. Like, or just sign them over to us or get out. Yeah, you know, just give it to us. That's great. We. I get shitty with this whole power broker term. Who are they? Oh, yeah, oh, club power brokers. He's a dialer quote. So are these people who are saying, you won't get my $100,000 a year unless you do A, B, or C? I'd say, fuck off. What if, what if it's $8 million? Timbo, it ain't $8 million, mate. <laughs> I think mate. it is. I think we get $20 million bucks from pokies. Oh, for that part, he can say what he wants. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. The idea of saying, saying if your heart was in the right place and if you wanted the club to get better and if you're thinking your money's going to keep the club, blah, 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 going, just give us the machines and fuck off. Going, or is your, is your commitment contingent upon us continually licking your asshole for your gratification? No, quite seriously. I was worried about dropping an F-bomb for my mum, but Tim Short's gone with something a bit more... Sorry, Sophie. <laughs> I believe they call it analingus. Um, no, but but that's, that's the thing. You go, what are you in it for? Yeah, 100%. What are you in it for? Go, legitimately. Go, go, we love that you support the club and you support the club so meaningfully, but you continually run like, um, uh, like a counter board ticket to us. You continually run this agenda that's adjacent to ours yep. that just undermines us. And we're four and nine and fourteenth on the ladder. Yeah, and and that practically is 
all the members care about. Exactly like we right. want to see success in this football club, and if if this noise in the background mm. isn't channeled towards us being better mm. as a football club, as fans, we only want one thing, Timber. Well, this is the thing. As a supporter, when you're going, yeah, we, you know, at the end of the season, they go, you know, we've made profit, we've grown. All That's like, nice. You go, it is nice, and it's important, and you can't survive on the smell of an oily rag. Mm. But give us wins. 100%. It's now, all about the double hit. And I'm going to raise it to for two purposes. Because the the story in it is important, and it's also to shit Sean off. Back at the captain's lunch. <laughs> There's a no, legend's but, lunch. No, the, it was a legend's lunch. <laughs> no, but that was 2011. There was this, the debt was obviously a lot bigger. You're not going to sure. tell the story about Kernahan saying he's getting every dollar of that fine back, are you? No, no, no. Because I've heard every, that. Now, every question that came from the crowd was more about, the debt, the debt, the debt. And Stick said, don't worry about the debt. The debt is under control. And I'm going to circle this back to the end of last year where I reckon the debt, this might be a personal view, the debt drove certain decisions on the football department. Absolutely it did. Yeah, may have. At the, to the ultimate detriment. And as you said, Timbo, I don't give a shit. Give me wins. Give me wins. What did Ron Barassi say? Give me possessions and, and I'll, I'll shut, shut up. Hold <laughs> Jared Healy. I think he also called, was it Brent Croswell a C-bomb in that same clip? He's <laughs> called someone that. Extraordinary. Um, he, he went hard at Shane Zantuck one day as well. I don't know if it was the same day. That was not, a man you feared. Yes. Yes. Uh, the last big question, this, is, this could take us to the... This could take us to the 9 o'clock news tomorrow morning, to be honest. So I uh, started, or I lit a uh, powder keg... Yesterday, um, regarding the club and Mark Murphy, I I I make no um, excuses. I make no bones about this. Mark Murphy has to play three hundred games Agreed. for the football club. It's a no brainer. Here, here. It's there's nothing more to it. Whether we have to carry him there, I don't care. This isn't about all these hard hearted. You know, oh, they want to show how hard and ruthless I am at the expense of a guy. It's not about the next five weeks. It's about 16 years of service to the football club. Great. Put it aside, pull your fucking heads in, and realise this guy's been a champion of ours. He's been an unbelievable servant of the football club. In an era where we've had precious few. Despite what these idiots want to say, yes, he was an unbelievably good player. A man last night was saying he was no good. He was never very good. And you're going, you're a, you're a nutcase. Yes. He, he put his body on the line so many times and suffered some horrific injuries. Injuries that he's clearly carrying. Yeah. Ankles, shoulders. We, this idea of you don't owe anyone anything. No, we owe this guy plenty. And just remember, Xavier Ellis is overweight and doing football comment, uh, boundary riding. Uh, Dale Thomas is overweight and playing charity games. So many people from that draft are finished up and have been finished up for a long time. Some time. We've Bo- got this Bodell. They make yeah. Bodell, of course. Never recovered from that pre-draft. He's still, uh, he's still, still stuck in the uh, in the wheelchair that he was on draft night. <laughs> but I mean, we, we've got so many fans who seem to want to hold it against certain players. Gibbs used to get it. Murph gets it now. Wants want to hold it against them personally because. In their warped, twisted minds, they didn't live up to... Mm. You were number one. Where, where yeah. is the promised land that you were supposed to take us to? It wasn't their fault. They are one and what, man. And I'll say this, and I'll, I know I'll get support from Sean, and I don't care. This is not hatred towards Simo. 
but there was so oh much. Of it. There was it was a circle jerk last year over Simo. Simo isn't half the player and hasn't contributed half from output wise. I'm not talking about heart. I'm not talking about courage, putting in effort. Love Kate Simpson. He isn't fit to carry Murph's bag into the gym. Hundred percent. So, and these is the same people. And I don't want to turn this into a Murph v Simo. No, because Simo, res- Simo deserved his moment in the sun Absolutely. for his contribution to the football club. But and he got it. The and way, it. but the it. way that people were pandering over Kate Simpson, oh, and he should go on, and he should go on, and yet these same people are turning around and saying we shouldn't give Mark Murphy three hundred games. It's a joke. It's crazy. Sorry, Mum, but, but fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, Sophie. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, right. Tim. No, no. I, look, I agree one hundred percent. I think there was there was something about Simo. It, and I don't know whether it was he was pick 45 or he, he was our first pick taken after our salary cap penalties. He was a little fire engine that could. He, he was the little he, the he guy. He was 68 kilos when he got drafted, ringing wet. Um, he was dry he, when he was drafted. He wasn't sitting there. Like, <laughs> he, didn't get, he didn't get a kick in his first three games of footy. Yep. He, he had a long, long way to go. And then, as you said, as the little engine that could, he, he, he grew, he improved, he developed. He gave us some sensational moments in games. He was hard, he was tough, he was courageous. Yep. He did, and you sat there and you're gone, you've gotten every inch out of the ability that you've got and you've been a, a fantastic servant of this football club. But as you say, when you look at ability, if Kate Simpson was that good, he wouldn't have been playing in a back pocket. He would have been playing in the guts, putting his body on the line every single week. You know, and you and bought, he wasn't doing that. You, you mentioned... He gave us some great moments, and absolutely he did. Absolutely. You know what's going to be a real eye-opener for a lot of people? When Murph gets to that 300, and I want to just put it on the line here too, I think it should be 300 and out. Absolutely. Yep, yep. And we've spoken about this at length. I think Murph wants 300 and out. And that's fine. Yep. He deserves it. He's earned it. Give it to him. When the club puts together a highlight package, a lot of people will go, oh, wow. He was pretty good. Jeez, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah. Jeez, he was a good player. And a lot of us, the rest of us, the majority of us will go, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, I was watching. Yeah, we all saw it. <laughs> the people go, oh, geez. I had one guy last night who was crapping on about um, Sam Walsh. But I thought, you obviously didn't see Murph's first year. Yep. When he came into a really, really ordinary team, and he was probably going to win the BNF. Yeah. Before he broke his shoulder. Shoulder. Go, he got targeted. He got, he got targeted. Yeah. You know, and this guy kept coming back. He, Like I said, I, just, I can't stress it enough. I hate the conversation around Murph. Because I just think it's so disrespectful. Yep. I think it's so wide of the mark, and I think it's just disgusting that so many of our fans treat this guy so poorly. Um, and I just can't have it. And I just, just refuse to acknowledge um, or put any credit into anybody who speaks ill of him. I'm just yeah. disgusted by it, to be honest. Yeah, yep. I, look, there's some very frustrated supporters that, as a football club, want more. Full stop. There are always going to be players that are going to be like. It's funny, my. My, my dad and mum and my older sister, Barrick, for the Swans, they have a friend, Cindy. Timbo's Bloods. No, no. And, and Cindy <laughs> is a really, really smart football supporter, really loves us, really loves the Swans. She had two players at the Swans who she couldn't stand. She just, they frustrated the hell out of her. And it was Adam Goods and Michael O'Loughlin. That's and extremely <laughs> strange. I don't know And it had nothing about... It came back for her about talent and ability 
and at times seeing how much effort they were putting in. Adam and Goods won two Brownlows. No, and this is this <laughs> and is two premierships. <laughs> like regardless of what you're doing, there are going to be some people that are going to mark you with a more critical brush than others. I just can't win them over. And and this is the thing: if there are people that are unsatisfied with the 295 games that Mark Murphy has provided the Carlton Football Club, I'm sorry, there is no hope for you. you know, not, Thank not, God you said that. Sometimes people just don't get it, Timbo. They just don't. Get my it. brother, my brother-in-law's dad, right? I like the bloke, <laughs> right? I've spent so I've been in the family 20 years, right? I've heard this man; he hates on Nathan Buckley from when he was a player. To now, like this bloke, it will go down as one of the greats of the Collingwood Football Club. He's oh, he's, he's shit. He's, he's no good. He's. I'm thinking, I can't have a conversation with you. Yeah. If he isn't number one, he's top three. Yeah, it's like, right. mate, seriously. Oh, what a Buckley! What a Buckley do? Can we carried your sorry, sad sack asses for <laughs> decades? Like, it was just oh, <laughs> it's, it, it's baffling. Some yeah. people, once they've got a bee in their bonnet. There's just no helping them. No. And and so, as you say, what the method of getting Mark Murphy to 300 games is, I don't know. Play him as the sub a couple of times. And and if that's what ends up... I, I don't want to devalue his contribution. Uh, he's obviously gone back to the twos this week and got plenty of it. He was okay. And, and, and shown enough. He And given the lack of uh, output from a number of our players and defensive pressure and all that sort of stuff. If, if your argument about Mark Murphy is he doesn't put enough defensive pressure on, well, bringing him in this week is not making us any worse as a football yeah. side, and the strengths that he brings to the table absolutely makes us a better team. So, just in closing, when on this, and where and how, just bring it. Just in closing on this, I think what frustrates me too is when the the this, the discussion goes into the ether that is the football media, and there are certain former football players some of which have played a lot of football, who weigh in on this and, and do the old, oh, it's bad for the culture to just gift games. And you're going, you know what else is bad for the culture? It's to shun champions. Yep. And to have them leave the club and with a, on a sour note. That's that's bad. Well, and, and as you say, we're, we're in a bad place as a football club and Pagan came to the club and all that sort of stuff. But seeing Mick Martin playing his 300th game for Australia, uh, for, Australia <laughs> for Carlton in the green and gold, <laughs> seeing him play his 300th for Carlton, it, it wasn't right. Like it, it just shouldn't have happened. And and he was a he was a dual premiership player. He and and he was done. He he really was done. And since thing, so with Murph, if Murph ended this season on 296, you'd be going. I think you just run out of time, mate. Yep. You would look at it like the. The, if he had to play again if he had to, to get do to 300, a whole absolutely. preseason and play, you'd be going, yeah. nah, you've just, unfortunately, you've just run out of time. One question on Murph, because I don't think, Murph's funny, because I don't think he's that old. The end comes at different times for different people, and Sean Bergwin's still playing at 38 or whatever he is. Hawthorne are doing exactly what we need to do with Murph. Yeah, yeah. To get him to 400. Yeah. Yep. Get Murph to 400. Jeez, yep. Sean, you're optimistic. He's got six more years. <laughs> exactly. No, but, I, but that's what I was mentioning before. Daisy, Alice, and not... Yep. Or Kennedy's still right. going. Kennedy's still going. He's slowing down. He's slowing down. Pendles. If people haven't seen Pendles slowing down this year, then they're... Oh, no, no. He's, he's he has... He's, he, he's still a great, but he is... Um, he's he's a mo- he's, he's a played mortal. basketball. <laughs> really? Who knew? But this is the thing, though. He's now... Pendles is looking mortal. Correct. And you're that's going, exactly that's right. how it, that's time, 
as Rocky Balboa said. The undefeated champion. The undefeated champion. That's the wrap-up of the big questions. It was basically a show on its own. Kind of got out of Do we have to do anything else? No. Um, Probably more interesting than reviewing the game. (laughs) Probably. Probably. We've sort of reviewed around the edges, haven't we? Um, Just really quickly, Timbo, what did I want to see when we were sitting down to watch last night's game? Just a couple of things. Nothing too major, to be honest. I only came up with two. I wanted to see a response to the recent turmoil of the 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 past two weeks, not just on the field but off the field. Great. Uh, we didn't get that. Nope. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to see us be fresh off the break. I wanted to see some vim and some vigour. I wanted to see us be energetic, and uh, we didn't get that either. I think Cripple looked like he moved well. Cripple looked like the break was good. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looked like he benefited from it. Mm. Beyond that, I didn't see a hell of a lot to get excited about. I liked Matthew Kennedy's game. He played. Do you know actually, what I like yeah. about just, Matthew Kennedy? Oh, let's just transition into the chicken salads. What I like about Matthew Kennedy is when he does get the ball from a stoppage and breaks away, it's not not a pissant 40-metre kick. He's got a leg on him. Yeah, he can really right? hoof it. And sometimes we set up and we lead to areas. You think, know your teammates. Yep. They can't kick that long. Right? Especially like the forwards who are given the wave of, like, kick it to me. And kick it 85 eight, out the back. 85 metres away from the place. Can you get this 105 metres out the back so I can run onto it? if you do, we're home. We're home. <laughs> I've but got five on this guy. I reckon... From the centre, he was breaking out and he was putting it 35 out. Yep. And, yeah, I liked what he brought to the table, which poses the question, Timbo, why does, has it taken so long for Matthew Kennedy to get games of football? Because oh. he has been stigmatised. He's too slow. He's too slow. And, and The whole he, team he, is slow when you don't have the ball. The, and I agree with that. And, and, and I think there, we've always said that there is this fear, rightly or wrongly, that if you play Cripps and Kennedy in the same midfield, we come back to the field. But if you have enough rotations through the midfield, you should be able to fashion an outcome where they're not in the centre square at the same time. And even if they are, they'll be one or we, two only. And if you win it, we need to win it. Yeah, and if you win it, it doesn't matter because you're not chasing tail at that point and you don't need somebody herring off trying to catch up with Josh Kelly or um, Tim Taranto or Last whoever it happens night, to be. Yeah, but I'll, I'll touch on two things. Last night, it's like Jason Bennett was reading my mind. When we win clearances, we look good. We Correct. look slick. We look quick. It's just about ball movement. Correct. When we don't win clearances, it's there is just we look absolutely terrible, and we leak easy goals. And and what team looks good when they don't have the footy, realistically? Not many. Not many. No. It depends how what your shape is. Mm. I think the the fact that I was speaking to someone today, they they remarked that the fact that Harry Mackay has kicked 40 goals (laughs) is one of the great individual efforts. Because, like, with the way we move the ball, the service we give him, um, what we do to block for him to give him the lanes, etc. Because it's unbelievable what he's done. Uh, yeah, look, Matty Kennedy, I think we, we just value... We need to value what he is, not lament what he's not. Mm. It's like that goes for every single player on the list. Don't, like, we all know, we've said it before, Paddy Dow, you're not a great kick. But you have a great sidestep. You're good in traffic. So the fact that you're not one doesn't mean that you can't be effective or you can't have value. And we unfortunately get so wrapped up in what everyone can't do... Mm. That we go, you're not good enough, go see you later. We focus on deficiencies rather than the strengths. It's ridiculous. Do you know who is a very good kick of the football? Tell me. Liam Stocker. Nate. That kick 
yesterday. That was my Hartlett handball. I've made, was, a, I've made a note of it here. I, I was saying exactly the same thing. The kick inside 50 that landed in the goal square and was marked by... Owies. Matt Owies. I'm going to give him a little bit of a, a shout. I think whilst it wasn't this flawless forward pocket game, I thought he, he, tri- right. he, he tried his balls off all night. Absolutely. But going back to that moment with Stocker, the heart of handball, which is we're introducing, it's the very small positive, is <laughs> Dow showed really good poise and strength, stood up in the tackle, got the hands off to Stocker. Stocker's delivery was A1. Oe's awareness was fantastic. And we get the goal. That was the best passage of play for the night. It was. And it involved two three. high draftees. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I was a say third three young players. Young yeah. player. Yep. yep. You know, and you're kind of going, that's Tiggy. It's staring you in the face. Yeah. Bottle that fuck. I know the people are saying going to contradict ourselves, saying play Murph five more times. It's one spot in the team. Yep. And a team the, that and is struggling. A team that's struggling yep. at clearance. We. I love we, we get at stats and, oh, Walshie had this many clearances and Cripper had this many clearances. Collectively against the opposition, we are getting smashed. Smashed. Yep. And when the opposition have the ball, the way we set up, giving teams space, I don't know how many times Sean needs to tweet it before David T can see it, Sean. When we play off teams, doesn't matter how quick you are, you can't close that much space down. And I said to you during you're, the week, You're going to hate this, Fab. You skip it ahead. <laughs> I said to this, I said to Tim during the week. He said, oh, he goes, oh, I, think, I think we can win. And I said, we're going to get smashed. Teams like St Kilda and GWS, the way we set up, pick us apart. And we don't give them anything to worry about. No. Um, another chicken salad, I thought, was Sam Walsh. Now, bear with me. Got the hard tag yep. for probably the first time in his career. Struggled a in the real, first... Real hard like, tag. You know, yep. str- got the Ryan Crowley treatment. And... Luke struggled in the first half, but ended up working his way through it. Yep, um, showed, he doesn't stop. Showed, you know, great uh, fortitude, really, you know, tried to get on top of it, didn't let it get him down, kept moving, kept running, kept fighting, um, and ended up, like I said, working his way through it. So I think that's a credit to him. Matt DeBoer's taken down many a player. Has Absolutely. he ever? Has and he ever. Sam Walsh refused to not give 100%. And he sort of went... He, th- he thrived on the challenge, But I he reckon. sort of went to the selfless mode as well, going, my job now is to blow this guy up. Correct. To A, get myself back in the game, but to kind of still keep us going, I don't sacrifice, I don't keep, I don't stop. Yeah. It was um, like the performance of Jeremy Cameron on Alir Alir the previous week. And I'll he kept, take your word for and it. He kept, <laughs> no, <laughs> but he kept, he kept running him up, up and down the ground. <laughs> he kept running him up and down the ground, and he just, he absolutely blew Alir Alir up, and it forced him out of the position that made him most dangerous for Port Adelaide. It got the game on Jeremy Cameron's strength, and he ended up kicking five. And Welcome was to the Thunder from the Sky, no. <laughs> Sydney Swans no, no, podcast. But, but you take my point. I do. Uh, he actually plays for um, Port Adelaide. Geelong, and the Geelong. other guy plays for Port Adelaide. Oh, he does too, doesn't he? Yeah. Didn't yeah. Brattles, very quickly, if you can remember the game, Brattles was running laps of the centre square yeah, yeah. to just burn someone. Yep. Who just, was it? Just stand still. Whoever <laughs> that guy was. <laughs> that guy stopped chasing him. <laughs> just stand still. Eventually, the ball's going to be bounced and Brattles is going to want to go towards it. Just just hand him over to the guy on the other side of the square. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, funny. Anyway. Brattles, Brattles committed one of my favourite. It was very early days at um, uh, the Colonial Stadium, as it was then. And he did one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Somebody will know the exact game, who we were playing. But um, I'm pretty sure it was to the right of screen. Uh, watching the replay again, 
we were at the game, but the ball was kicked into him and there was a whole heap of like open grass inside 50 ahead of him and Brattles pretended to be fumbling the ball. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then closer. dived and rolled. Yeah, 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 to get like an extra, legitimately an extra 20 metres. Yeah. I thought he did that in the 99 prelim. He did, he did, a, he did the tumble. Of, kind yeah. of, But this one, he, he was legitimately like tapping it to himself like he hadn't marked it. And you're kind of going, that's not illegal. Yeah. That's actually That's actually really, really smart. And at what point does the umpire go... Brattles, you were in control eight steps ago. <laughs> Brattles, you f- you tapped that to yourself for 50 metres. But, I mean, you're sitting going, he actually hasn't marked the ball yet. Yeah. So that was clever. Anyway, um, I thought Cripps was you know productive. He moved really well. He wasn't yep. outstanding, but he was okay. Yep. You know, he was all right. You know, yep. We don't need to labour on him. And I mentioned Paddy Dow. Look, once again, we're not going to labour on him. There were positive signs. If people want to hate on the kid, go your hardest. He's never going to win you over. Yeah. He can't do anything to convince you. He did some nice things. Yeah, agreed. This might upset a few people. He's not the finished product. Looking at the, the votes and, and some of the comments we've had on Twitter, I think Adam Saad is starting to yep. produce what we need him to. He's when, improving. When we get the defensive structure correct and he's not having to defend as much, offensively he's starting to move. Well, I think his, his, his top-down meters gained for... And he has, I think the That's thing his too, style. what people get frustrated with Saad is, and this isn't his fault, this is a product of the structure ahead of the ball, he has to crab because there's nothing ahead. Correct. Mm. Yeah, when, and, when, and when he, he gets the ball and the first thing he does is run to the left. He can't run in straight lines. Well, when he, well, when he gets to mm. and he gets to run straight up Absolutely. the middle of the ground, he is the most dangerous player in the competition. He'll take and he'll take another 15 metres yeah, correct. for kicking. Uh, no, I agree. I like but, that. But... We have to learn to play with him as well and put him in the dangerous positions yeah. rather than just put him under pressure and force him wide. Like, yeah, or give him the ball and say, run! Yeah. Like we used to do with Yaz. Like yes. late, in the last, late into the fourth, he gets the ball, run, Yaz! Like he's knackered, mate. Just just calm down. Yeah, yeah. Um, chicken shits. Lot, lots of those. Um, we're just still fab, still... So, so easy to play against. You mentioned earlier the sagging off. There's just no pressure yeah. and, and there's no urgency on the ball. There's no urgency in defence. We don't make our opposition kick to 70-30s. No. We don't make them kick to 60-40s. That would be better. The only time we, we, we intercepted the ball is when they kept going, trying to go through the middle of the ground and just kept kicking it to us. Yeah. Which shows you that they aren't equipped to play that way. That's right. But we just leave holes. We don't make, like, we have to, when we transition the ball, we have to take really good marks to yeah. keep possession because there's pressure. We don't create delay because we don't make, say, for instance, if I've got the ball and, you know, Timbo's leading up to me, but you're sort of right on him, I, I hesitate. Yep. Because you have to process, has he got enough has he got enough space here? And then you have to study the kick. You have to make sure the kick has to be perfect. We don't make them study the kick. We don't make them go, even for a millisecond, is he too close? I might have to push him a bit wider just to make sure he gets it. All of these things that you need to compute in a millisecond, compute quickly, cost you time, delay the game, allow us to set up, make it harder to move the ball. Yep. We don't do any of it. Yep. Just lead up uncontested, mark it on your chest, on the wing. Yep. Do it. Yep. Please. I invite you to do it. I want you to do it. Spot on. Yep. Um, awareness, mate. Just take the ball out of play, boys. How many times? Especially in the forward We pocket. do it so often, Tim. They must be told to do it. Because we do it so often, 
They must be told to keep the ball. Al- I don't know. It sounds ridiculous. Get a stoppage. But we do it so often. Just body the ball, take it out of play, set up. A, like just, I just don't get it. Are, are we gun-shy because of the Liam Jones deliberate from round one? Do we just sort of feel like Tim, we're going to get yeah, but, pineapple? But even if we get pineapple, Tim, the ball, we work it. We're so laborious getting the ball forward. And then finally we get inside 50 and it's in the pocket and it's rolling out. You're three on one and like we do the Eddie Betts, I'll stop the ball on the line. Like we're going to tap take it, it through the legs. Just freaking take it out, get a stoppage yep. and get us down there. Uh, but how I, many times I, do we I'm keep it in and all of a sudden they just run it out of defence? There was yep. an example, I think it was in the first quarter, where we were white-knuckling it in defence. Like just... At all hands to the pump, and to be to be fair to the defenders, they were really throwing their bodies in and you know committing themselves to the cause. The ball kind of went out to the boundary at one point, and you're thinking, pick it up. You're literally on the chalk. Take a bit of body, go over the line, stoppage. Have a breather, set yourself up, get yourself in a good defensive shape, and we go again. Mm. Not chaos, 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 chaos. Yeah. It's just madness. It's like the when you would scale. I'm going to give you the credit for this one. When you kick it down the line because you have got no one and it goes out of bounds, yeah. and they give it deliberate, and then they get there, they get the ball, and they just bring it back in. If you can, if you've got no option, top the thing into freaking Rosette. Yeah, because guess what happens? The ball's going to come back down. Well, do I, the, Isaac Smith's got to go into the grandstand hey, to get it. Yeah. Do the, the rugby, especially yeah. under those conditions. Yeah, just literally. Torp the living bejesus out of it yep. and then look around and say, let's set up. Yep. That's just clever footy. That's just clever switched on a Well, you're not going to get moment. reported for it. I mean, there is – you can actually get reported for wasting time, but, but theoretically – No, no, no. That's, mate, have you ever seen a player – You don't get suspended for it. Do rugby union style kick to touch. Yeah, bang on. And As then, you say, you don't have to put it into and, row 25, mate, but legitimately, at the end of the day, if it buys time mate, – No, I get you, but as the ball it doesn't is, have to be 25 – Rose, as the ball is spiralling out to the boundary line, it's the classic get out, everyone yeah. out, everyone it, out. It's like soccer. We're setting you go, up already. You clear mm. it out to the wing, out to mm. the touchline on the halfway to line. To move that line up. So we can all move out. Yep. And we all move out of defence and we all get ourselves 25 metres more. They're further away from goal. They're an extra kick away from goal. It's just, they're so, it's so simple. It's yep. so basic and we don't do any of it. Yep. Our defensive structure is, it's horrific. It's horrific. Well, as we say, we've always said our defense is bad. Our defenders are really good, and uh, yeah, and, and the two don't. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to raise a bloke. I think we all are. Okay, who are you thinking? I think we might be thinking of two blokes. Well, I'm assuming we're going to talk about the captain. Yep. To me, go back two years ago, and you're coming off your second knee reconstruction. People would have said, he would have said to people, "I just want to play AFL again. I don't give a shit what." He's a rebel at the moment. I feel for him because a couple of weeks ago, they obviously took a load off. They took a weight off his shoulders. They played him on the wing. He was super effective. He looked great. Yeah. And then now they've he decided... He looks lost. He looks lost. There was a moment, I think we spoke about the Ross Lyon flint hard over the ball. Yeah. And you're just going, that, that moment late in the last quarter, that's for Doc, you're like, that's not a one-off. Mm. Um, now that's happened a few times this year. And you, you're sort of going, it pains me to say it, because it's, I mean, it's not unprecedented. Because the GWS did it last year, but you got to drop him. 
Yep. If they can drop Stephen Canilio, it, it pains me to say it, but we, we can drop, drop him. Sam Doherty. They've yep. got to sit there and go. And if you're, and I don't want to drop Sam Doherty. No, but what is? How do you best manage Sam Doherty? And and if you're going to put him back into the VFL, what role are you giving him? Are you playing him inside? There's no point field? dropping him for a week off. Timber. No, no, I, he's I, got to play. He's got to play the twos. No, he has to play. And but I'd be fascinated to know what what's the role. You know, what what do you ask him to do? What you know, and 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 it might just be a circuit breaker, and it might be just yeah. get a different view of it, Doc. Um, you look like you're redlining it a little bit. You, you're trying a little bit too hard. Do you know what he you've, could do? You, you've lost your basics. He could go back and just say to him, "It's going to be easier for you," because his AFL standard like, players like him should be able to go back to the twos and dominate. When he, had, him, when he came back, he still had time. Lead. He doesn't look like he has time. No, right? he panics the, for whatever reason. The, mm. ball, the play will happen. Don't worry about the game. Lead. Yep. Go out there and focus on that side of your game. Direction. And I, I always talk about this. And Doherty's not at this stage of his career. And I fully... This is where communication... So Mark Murphy would have been like pretty humbled by being dropped and after 16 years playing his first game in the twos. And that speaks to his longevity, his quality, etc., as, as much as anything. But you know what you'd say to him? You'd go, Mark, this is part of the broader conversation we've spoken about. We're getting you to 300 games. That's on the table. Don't even think for a second we're going to strand you. This week you're going to be playing in the twos. And you know what you'd say to him? I use the example the wrestlers go out with your shoulders on the mat. You're going, go out and be Mark Murphy, 295-game AFL player. Lead, be a good teammate. Set a great example. Tell Jack Carroll what to do. Tell Jack Carroll what to do. Tell stories. Go, if one of your Port Melbourne opponents do the um, Stephen Kernahan, do the Chris Judd to the young guy, yep. the Giants, go and pay it forward. Because mm. you've got 10 weeks left as an AFL footballer, and if you make one VFL-listed Carlton player's you know, oh, geez, I played with Murph. We played, you know, he's unbelievable. A guy at Port Melbourne, she's played against Mark Murphy one day and blah, blah, blah. Going... That's great. So you know you say to Doc a similar thing. As Fab said, take the weight off you, go back, be a captain, run the show. Yep. Use and your it voice. May only be just one just set them up. Yep. yep. The ball, you'll naturally get the ball. Yep. You're too good for that level. But set the defence up. And Find even, your voice again. If Lockie O'Brien's playing twos and SPS is playing twos and you can be, you know, a shoulder there as well, and, and and direction there. You you can gain so much with a kid that's got the world in front of him, that that you could you could actually, they could seriously benefit from the things that you've got to say. And coaches and and find and all three of you can find your way back. Coaches at that level, and I would say this to Lockie O'Brien. Doesn't matter that he's played forty odd games or whatever it is. That Samo's played ninety odd or whatever it is. That Murph's played two ninety. You'd sit there and you'd go go out. And your first priority is to be a good teammate. Yep. Yep. Because they notice it. The coaches notice it. They notice that they sit there and go, in the warm-up, you're doing this, you're carrying on with the young kid, you know, you're being a good teammate, you're being part of the team, you're embracing that day's challenge, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, while I'm Doc, I'm going to keep this segment alive because it's on me. Just between me and you, I'm the one that's – I'm carrying this <laughs> segment. You two imbeciles have offered nothing in this yep. space for months. Just between me and you – the doc discussion has raised the topic of obviously captaincy. I'm putting it on the table. 2022, there are no captains. We've got a five-man leadership group. 
That's we, it. We don't have a captain. Yeah. Derek Jeter. They're again. not they're not co captains. They're not vice captains. They're not you know, deputy vice captains, five man leadership group, that's it. There are no captains. Well, at least let the let the guys that are doing the review review and and make that one of your recommendations. And if Matthew Pavlich can stand on his rostrum at the end and say there are players with leadership potential, but no one is ready to be a genuine AFL captain yet. It's not even about that for me. It's about like I like the Excalibur, he who is worthy idea. But at the same time, just let's be it's twenty twenty one. God, there are so many tedious things a captain has to do, mm. which is why we have two captains, because it's taxing, mm. it takes a toll, it takes up a lot of your time. Yeah. Just go, we've got a five-man leadership group. Well, Grant Thomas did and it. And that's, that's what too. you need. You actually need leaders all over the ground. Yep. And then if people are going to say, what about media day, what about that? Jacob Weeding's going. One of them does it. Yeah. Jacob's yes. going. Grant, no. Grant Thomas rotated the captain captaincy over four or five years yep. at St Kilda. And he gave opportunities to Luke Ball and to Nick Revolt and Del to Lenny Santo. Hayes. Did Del Santo catch He was in the group. I mean, yeah, but the job. Yeah. They rotated no, often enough. Del didn't have the job. No, I don't he think have he job, ever had the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. No, but they, the, the job yeah. rotated. And, and it, it just exposed guys to the role, the opportunity, see who utilised it, thrived in it, who battled and all that sort of stuff, and, and then just wait until out of this... You know, precocious group of young talent. Who is the guy that stands up above everybody else? Who is the captain? And but that'll happen. Yeah, and this is it. That'll be the what we're doing yeah. is same, same, but different. Yeah, and, you go, and I have no problem. And with there'll it. be someone going, "Oh, what about who's the well, who the, the title of captain?" You go, "No, they're just Carlton leader." Yeah, and, and when Jacob we and, and when we have a bad day, one of these peanut fucking journalists will go, "Well, that's everything that's wrong with the Carlton Football Club. They lack leadership. They don't have an obvious captain, and it shows." And you're going, "Challenge them." That's a cheap shot. Challenge yeah. them. Yeah. Challenge them on it. Go. What would you know? Yeah. Go seriously. Go. You want to. You want to go to war? Go. And I'll call you out. Yeah. Be have a bit of fucking charisma about you. If you yeah. if you go, you want to hunt me. You'll come for me. You'll hunt me eventually. Go. And let's let's turn these press conferences into a battle. Yeah. Be good viewing. Bloody oath. Um. And then just lastly on the chicken shit, something that really frustrates me no end. Um, why do we kick the ball too deep inside fifty? Don't kick it to the teeth of goals, you idiots. Don't allow them the spoil over the line. Yeah, it's just dumb. Yeah. Well, that, it, everyone that's, always That's said, not the dangerous yeah, spot. The hot spot, they always used to say, was the top of the square. The hot spot's now 20 metres out from goal. Mm. Like, people are more like... Because you, more don't ha- because you don't have the goal line 20 metres out as an option, and at that point, if you did thump it through, they probably would pay it, pay it deliberate. Mm. They panic in that point. Yeah, five and ten metres out from goal, they don't panic. They're, they're, they're a bit better drilled and they think it's less likely that there's going to be marks taken. But at 20 out, 25 out, it gets dangerous and people start getting a bit squeaky bum out there. So, uh, I agree. Mm. Do you have anything to add on that, Fab? No, I agree. It's just, it's you just, concur. I concur. It's, but that should be reviewed, taught, rectified. Yeah, why are you kicking the ball to within range of eight bodies, five of who... Want to rush the ball mm. and don't have to mark it. Yep. Idiots. You've got mail. All right. Matty B, I've been a Teague supporter since he was appointed, but last night he broke me, or he <laughs> broke me. I want to see massive change. I want to see it immediately. We can't go on like this. Only positive from the night was Matt Kennedy. I'd love to see him play every game for the rest of the year. Why not? I like that. Uh, Muzz, 
Um, now that Teague has clearly lost the players, should you do the honourable thing and resign? <laughs> bring bring Lyon in immediately as an interim. Uh, should we drop Doc, Ed, and Betts to bring in players like Carol, Honey, and Lockie O'Brien? Yes. The answer to all, all of that them is yes. All of, yep. And that, look, that would be unprecedented. Like Nathan Buckley fell on his sword, and, and, and that genuine, generally doesn't happen. Parkin did it years and years and years ago. Usually, you know, as I think it was. Um, What's his name? Lee Matthews said he goes, there's two types of coaches, the sacked coach and the coach waiting to be sacked. Yep. And that's just the reality. And and just quietly, if you're on minimum 600 grand and the alternative in football is maybe getting paid 200, mm. are you going to fall on your sword and go, no. yeah, 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 I'm happy to give no. uh, 400 grand of my wife and my kids' it's uh, a significant livelihood? Clip. It's a significant clip to your lifestyle. Absolutely. You know, if unfortunately... There's a little bit of selfishness that creeps in and going, if you want me gone, you do the doing. Shelve the foie gras, bring out <laughs> the fantastic noodles. Uh, the pop, we need to be real for the remainder of the season. Next week, Nunes, Newman and Ed should be dropped. Thanks for your service. Betts should be given a retirement send-off against the Crows. Uh, pick your best 22 and play them for the rest of the season uh, and get Murphy to 300. And you kind of go, all of that seems pretty rational to yep. me. Like, Eddie, look, and the, the hard thing for Eddie is... His last month had been pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it had been pretty good. Like, being real and being fair, his last month had been exactly what we need him to do. Yep. So I'm probably not going to be as hard and turn on him as quickly. However, I do have that in my locker if he plays one more bad game. <laughs> so, I, so I might do that. <laughs> Sean's <laughs> locked and loaded. The one thing about Betts is Betts can play an aerial role that Owies can't. So yep. Owies is ground level, he's run, he's... Speed, he's tackle pressure. He's a very good set shot for goal. Um, he's working really, really hard. He's not the answer, but he at least has room for improvement. Eddie's clearly on the decline, and he still has highlights, and he still does great things for us. So has moments, and, and it's actually a shame for Eddie that we're not playing in front of a crowd because he is one of those guys that can absolutely bring the crowd into a and game. He feeds in off an, it too. And he and he feeds off it as well. So yep. it's a shame we don't have that in our armoury as a team. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. Look, the, the biggest shame, we talked pre-season about what we were thinking that Corey Durden might be able to provide. What did you call him? The find. The f- uh, Was he the find? He might have been the find. We yeah. haven't seen him yet, Timber. Yeah, he's not been found. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still missing. But, but if he could, in the last nine games, if he could get formed to a level that would justify consideration, you would sooner see... Um, Betts tra- transition out as he transitioned in as opposed to potentially replacing Owies at the same time while he's still doing his apprenticeship as well. And that's the thing with even a guy like, you use the example there of what Durden, you know, is coming from such a long way back. And I think there too needs to be, and there is some perspective with a guy like Brody Kemp who plays his first game in... Two years. Two, near enough to two years. Yep. Four weeks off, and then he's a bit scratchy yesterday. You go, yep. well, of course he is. So he should be. Yeah, of course he is. Like, he, you know, Jesus. And I think realistically his second game was always going to be scratchy full stop, whether it was a week later, two weeks later, or four weeks later. And in fairness, the first game was a 14-goal loss. Correct. So, you know. You kind of get to play with the heat out of the game anyway. Yeah. Um, John S., when will selectors get serious and omit players that are not performing, hoping that they will eventually come good? That's that's just about misplaced loyalty. Yep. Um, having players that are just at best average do not help win games. Kids in the twos deserve opportunity. Well, that's it. That's what we needed to be doing. That's what we departed from. That's what we stopped doing. Yep. And it's caught up with us. We've tried to outrun development 
or our development responsibilities? Well, the bottom line is we're now in the situation that with nine games to go, if we won every single game, we'd be on 13 wins, and that in itself may not be enough to play finals. So yeah, once We ain't playing finals. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely with you, but mm. all I'm saying is four weeks ago, you couldn't play kids because there was still a little bit, little bit of hope. Now you're in the situation where you sit there and you go, with nine weeks to go, we are better off to play kids. And if it means we finish three positions lower on the ladder than we were otherwise going to be, you get a pick, whether you use it or trade it or whatever, you get to have more value in your hand to be able to make, for Nick Austin to make decisions in the off-season. What two additional wins at the back end of the season because we're playing a couple of kids instead... I actually don't care. I, I am going to have more... Give me more Hartlett handballs right now. We'd be more lenient on well, bad performances if we saw... And this is what we are discussing. I think I was discussing with you, Timbo. Teague doesn't make any changes. If we saw that he made changes and they didn't work, we'd all we'd sit here and go, didn't work. You tried. But you we tried. tried. Yeah. But when nothing changes, we're going to go hard at it. Well, it's like the Doherty on the wing. Right. Yeah, but that, that worked. But if Doherty went to the wing and played like dog shit, Ooh. then we, we, but, but, but at least we'd Ooh. say, we'd come out and say, at least he tried it. Yep. we move moved things around. Look, Doc, Doc played some of his best football for our club on a wing. It was an absolutely justified decision mm. you know, we, that we, he did what, it. And why we haven't persisted with it, to me, is a bit crazy. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if at the selection table and from a game plan point of view, we tried stuff that doesn't work, we're not going to be as savage in the review of that as opposed to the same thing with the same outcome. Yeah. Uh, MP has uh, got in touch with us, Emma Louise. If you had the chance to get one of Clarko or Ross going forward next year, which would you choose and why? Clarko isn't out of contract, as we know, but I can't go past his history and the development of coaches under him. He's a leader, he talks it, and he's, uh, everyone seems to listen. Look, I sent you boys a message today, mm-hmm. yes, and you did. Uh, I've sat on it until this point because I was waiting for the perfect in. Um, I've been big on the band aid coming off and Ross interim coaching to the end of the year because there's no point hiring lieutenants from a failed regime. No point, you know, elevating a less experienced coach. It just doesn't make sense. Um, we need to. Get Sam Mitchell. I I don't hate it. I you know own the own the crap that'll come. The rhetoric, oh the training wheels, or what's happened now? Own it. Go, he's an outstanding footy mind. If um, and we want to be part of the next ten years of this. You've got to put your cards on the table. You see him firsthand. Uh, he's he's just. I just think that, and 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 he would be fully. Cognizant as well that he is not the finished product as a senior coach. He's got mm. a lot of development to go. But he is just so impressive. The way he conducts himself, the way he converses with players, the way he expresses his philosophy, what his philosophy is. Um, just he's, he's, it's, it's just a, a charisma and a confidence. He, he just has everything you need to succeed as a coach. And he's obviously an unbelievably cluey footy mind. And more than that, there's a bit of cockiness as well, which is great. Yep. A bit of character, which is fantastic. You need that. Well, you would have every every single person in the room 
that he addresses at any point in time. He would absolutely have their attention and respect from the first second that he walked in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Is he ready now? Maybe not. Is the- but but is, he, is he any worse than what we've got? And if we genuinely think that he is going to be a great AFL coach, well, fuck, why wait? Get in on the ground floor. Why, why wait till somebody else proves you that he's that good? I, mm. I think it's and, and if nothing else, you trigger a decision with Alistair Clarkson. Yeah, but who, that's right. Who are these established coaches that yep. we're going for? There's a well, very there's- real possibility. First things first, we spoke about it the other week. If it doesn't work out with coach A, B and C replacing Teague, whoever they are eventually, whenever they come in, whoever the next coach is, more coaches fail than succeed. Correct. That's just the reality. But that shouldn't stop you or deter you from going, I believe in this guy. This guy's got a bit of something about him. And look, the the only one thing that I'll say about David Teague is, like, us as supporters, we watch the game. We watch the way players play. We look at the results. We see the changes. We look for improvement and all that sort of stuff. And the body of work we've seen so far, we're not sold. But... People behind closed doors. David Teague may be able to sell ice to the Eskimos. He he may have the view of, of his game. The twenty two Eskimos that go on the pitch, Timbo, go on the field are the only Eskimos that he needs to sell to ice. To sell it to. But if if in the background when he sits there and he talks to people about this is the way football is going to be played in two years' time, three years' time, this is the style, everybody may sit there and go, This guy's a dead set savant. He is a genius. And, and this is where we're going, this is what we're doing. Oh. And, and, and if you are absolutely sold on that behind closed doors and you say David Teague is our man, then I won't hate it, but I'd kind of want to hear... What's he said. What's been said and, I and, would and love what he thinks. If the Carlton Football Club hasn't made contact informally or otherwise with Sam Mitchell as of today, they're derelict. Correct. If they wait much longer, uh, they're untenable. It's ridiculous. Like, so my, my attitude there is I would love – you mentioned King as Adam Kingsley, like just have a chat to him. Yep. I would love to be a fly on the wall if they just went in and sat down and said to a guy like Sam Mitchell or whoever a prospective candidate is and just said, tell us about the Carlton Football Club and just go be brutal, be honest. It helps in the review process too. Yeah, be like, brutal. Tell us what you think. Do you remember when Jared Roughhead was on the front bar? And he talked about Carlton and all that sort of stuff. He laughed mm. about the Carlton Football Club. And you just knew he has no respect for us at all. And, and I reckon if you said to Ruffy, do you want to come in and work with the Carlton Football Club? He'd probably go, mate, you're not going to help me. You know the thing is? You know what I'd love? And I could, I could imagine, I'm not saying, I could imagine him doing something like this, a guy like Mitch. I could imagine him first day type thing. And in a really positive, proactive way, the narrative is potentially like, Everything that people think about us stops today and we get there together, we do it together. I would go to the bo- I would stand in front of the room and I'd go, Tim, um, go what what do the media think of the Carlton Football Club? Go, what are the words used? Cripper. Go, what are, what are, what do you reckon opposition players think of us? What do you know, et cetera, what do opposition fans think of us? What's our reputation? And go be honest. Go be honest. And you'd write them all up on the board and you'd go, that all fucking stops today. Yep. And I reckon he would have the charisma, as I keep saying, to make you 
believe it. Yeah. Crucially, to make you believe it, to make you sit there and go, yeah, I believe what this guy's saying. Well, and similarly, if yeah, and, and it it's different, but if he sat in front of the media and he'd been given the role and all that sort of stuff, and he turned around and said, this list is the best young talent in the AFL. So what they've been able to do over the last five or six years and the talent they've brought in, unsurpassed. They're just better than everybody else. We're now just going to make them as good as they promised to be. But if you just keep feeding, saying, this team is good, this team is good, this team is good. You will it. The media will probably start listening because you're Sam Mitchell, four-time premiership player and all this sort of stuff. And your players hear it and you're going, fuck it, Mitch is backing me in. He knows what he's on about. I'd better pull my finger out and make sure I do it for him and for me you want and to do for it. the footy but club. In a lot of ways, football players need to be like pets, like dogs. Yep. They know when they've done something wrong. They know when they've stepped on I've done something wrong and they come looking for affection or whatever. You don't give it to them if they've done something wrong. Yep. They get affection when they've done something well yep. or right. But and when you give them that affection after they've done something right, guess what they do? Habit. Do again. They do it again. It becomes a habit. Um, like I said, I think I think it's just there, there is no greater certainty in football at the moment than Sam Mitchell will coach an AFL club. Correct. There is no greater certainty. And, and I think part of the question would be if you pulled Sam Mitchell aside and you said, Sam, when do you see yourself starting your senior AFL coaching career? You know, do you see it next year? Do you see it in three years? What What are you wanting to do? And what do you think is holding you back from starting that journey? Like you started the journey, but when does game one yeah. clock on? You know, where, where are you at? And and how confident are you that you're that good at what you do that you'll just take it on and you'll grow and build? Because we always talked about Clarkson was so strong on his belief of the way that he was going to play football with his group that he sent a team out every single week that he knew was going to get beaten by 15 goals but said, this is the way, and stuck with it, stuck with it, stuck with it. Because if Sam Mitchell says, we're doing it right, we just don't have the cattle to be able to do it at our best yet, but in one year, two years, three years' time, good luck keeping up with too, us. He's, he's potentially as well the sort of character, you know, more so than Tiggy, who would be able to um, sell that to, to management, to the yep. board. To really be can have a great conviction in what we're doing, why we're doing it, and I don't know that would give you confidence. You'd go okay. Um, couple more. Nick, uh, small forwards of oh, Nick O uh, nine Webby. Um, small forwards have killed us in the last three games. Who is our best lockdown defender? Because it's not Stocker. Uh, Jexodus twenty one has responded. It is Plowman. When will everybody wake up to this? Yeah, 100%. Yes, Plowman. Plowman makes once again like a Paddy Dow. He's not. Bulletproof. He makes errors. He has bad games. He has bad moments. But we've seen, uh, what's his face? Liam Ryan took the game away from us. Toby Green took the game away from us. Yep. Um, and who was the Sydney? Even Heaney got off the leash. Yep. Yep. Uh, Plowman plays on all of them. Yeah. The common denominator is they are Plowman's opponent. Yep. So, and that's not a knock on Stocker because Stocker is not a small, medium defender. defender. Well, that's not he's been recruited to do. He's actually doing it and he's learning at warp speed. It's making him a better footballer. He's probably going to be hungry for it. But when he hits his strides, it's not going to be in the role that he's playing at the moment. Uh, Gezim has said, I miss smiling. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then lastly, Ryan Perkins, just to wrap us up. Some random thoughts. He's got a couple here. 
One, lack of intensity, effort and tackling is uh, making me angry. Two, Murphy should absolutely get to 300 games. He uh, must be respected and lauded for his service and loyalty. Three, Dow Kennedy, Samo, Stocker and DeConning must play every game for the rest of the year. He would also say Lockie O'Brien. All of those players need to be backed in and given confidence. Uh, Jack Martin is clearly injured, unfit or both, obviously. Um, got nothing to gain by playing him if he's not at his you know, optimum fitness, which is 100% correct. And Williams is very much in the same boat. He says, ditto uh, Williams, who clearly isn't fit enough. Um, I think there are six very well-made points. Correct. Yep. It actually Man makes you wonder, our heart. If, if, if they're giving Charlie Kernow a four-week pre-season to get himself ready to be able to unleash him in the last four or five games of the season, for where we're at, why wouldn't you turn around and say, Jack Martin, you're doing the four weeks with him. Zach Williams, you're doing the four weeks with him. And if there's anybody else you want to throw in there, Mitch McGovern's probably not ready enough to be a part of it. What are um, you doing? Sorry, I wasn't listening to the first part. Charlie Curnow, yep. in his preparation to get yep. back to playing senior playing footy, seconds. Andrew, Russell, Andrew Russell said... He needs to now do a four, like a four-week block mini preseason Timbo, to get himself ready Timbo, to play. Every player on the list now has to do that mini preseason. None of them are fit enough. No, no, I agree with you, but you, we can't all be doing the mini preseason. We've Why still not? got to send twenty-two out. We've got to do oh, fuck that. We've got to do a maxi preseason. And this is the thing: is is do you do you sacrifice your bigger names? Because we did it with Mitch McGovern a couple of years ago when he team. wasn't fit like, enough. These these guys aren't. Overweight, these guys just aren't fit. People talk about you know Murph and the gifting games and the standards and all that crap, all that crap, that rubbish. But with a guy like, you know, we, we've lived through this with a guy like Lance. Yeah. And like, when will we learn? Go, no, you look, you're not like Murph. It's Murph's issues is not fitness. That's not his issue. His issue is a deteriorating body, Correct. worn down by years of abuse out on the field, but. With guys like Williams and Martin and whatnot, Martin not so much, he's had the serious knee injury. You go, McGovern, Williams, you're not fit enough. Yep. It's not acceptable. And you don't play until you are. And it's up to you when that is. Well, and this is my point. If you're going to actively have a program for Charlie Curnow for this four weeks, why not throw a couple of these blokes in here? And, it, and if it means that you've got $2.8 million of salary running around doing a mini pre-season while not playing, trying to get themselves right, who cares? I if, agree. If, if it's the right thing and, it, and it's about setting standards and all that sort of stuff and that filters through everybody, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for anybody. Yep. I agree completely. That uh, is the sound of Fab wrapping us up because he's offered us little Timbo in the last 15 or so minutes. I think so he's minutes. got a couple of things that he wants to go what with. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm, you've been very quiet over there. I have been up and about. You've been good. I've people, been happy with you. People he? love me, Sean. I keep telling you. Club of Ganoush update, Sean. <laughs> um, Jimmy Faz and his two daughters, members. Jimmy, we're going to try and pronounce this. Jim Axai or Axace. Wouldn't it be Axis? No, well, there's an A in, there. in there. So Jimmy, he's a member. John Ryan, member. Vince, horror film fan, member. All part of Club of Ganoush. Am I part of the Club of Ganoush? Timbo. What? You don't even know how to say the name properly, Tim. It doesn't matter. So hashtag Club of Ganoush. Anyone who wants to join Club of Ganoush. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be like one of those cruises where everyone gets diarrhea. 
be like COVID. Yeah. They won't dock us. We'll just be yeah. floating out in the middle of the Indian Ocean. You're out of the middle of the ocean. Stuff coming out of both ends. And um, while we're at it, big shout out to Jimmy Faz's old man. Yeah, Jimmy Faz's dad, Chris. You know, obviously didn't have great news medically during the week. And big big fan of the podcast. So just a massive shout out to him. Loves talking about it with his dad. Big Carlton man. We love it. We're going to make him an honorary gold member of Club of Ganoush. Love it. There love is it. no membership. Look, look there is a membership, boys. Sean. People keep showing people keep showing you up on you, Twitter. You're, you're as bad as the Carlton membership department, just frittering away free Mate, fabricated memberships. You watch the membership requests just keep coming in. Hashtag Club of Ganoush. Another two, hashtag two I want to say. or one B? Double B. Yeah. Like Club of Lang. It probably should be 1B because Fubber Ganoush like, is 1B. Maybe you could have T-shirts with Clubber on it and you could be the Clubber Ganoush. Now, wouldn't it just be wouldn't it just be fab with like a Mr. T Mohawk and the jewellery? Even better. It might be the membership card design. Yeah. I'm helping you. This is what people don't realise. I love the... I love, are you a member? Are you a, me- are you a member? Honorary. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be part of it, any club that would have Honorary platinum member, Sean Peter Budge. Well, I should be because I'm the wizard to his Oz. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Another hashtag that I want to tell people. I think, again, just clarifying, I think Clubber Ganoush needs to be 1B. Okay. Because Ganoush is 1B. We'll put out an official hashtag. But if Clubber Lang does become the face of Clubber Ganoush. It's just a play on words, Tim. Oh, it doesn't need to be. Um, hashtag. Play on spelling, maybe. Hashtag. As to words. Play shut on up, letters. Timbo. Sorry. <laughs> I preferred you when you're coughing and can't speak. Actually, I got my COVID uh, jab this week. Excellent. And he hasn't so, coughed all episodes. Correct, correct. I now know what was holding me back. <laughs> I don't know what that says about things. <laughs> um, hashtag Prenda with an ER DJ is the hashtag you use. No, no, you have bastardised this segment. No. Hashtag Prenda DJ. Every episode at the end, we will be ending it with a theme. Send through your tweets using the hashtag Prenda DJ and tell us what... Um, 80s banger. Disc Jockey Ganoush has come up with... Well, I've given him the um, the reins of this. Well, Ash Gallagher form, <laughs> formally anointed me. We're, 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 we are not just the three of us. We're the community at you large. You need to come up with a theme, though. You need, you're the one yes, that Yes, I will up come up theme. with a theme. And you're the one that needs to come up with a It's funny you say that. <laughs> We've done that. We're going to play a song at the end of every episode. We, that's what we do already. Hashtag Prenda DJ. I invented this segment. I know, but I'll do it better. <laughs> I like it how Fab's <laughs> explaining the segment to me. Going, But people want to hear me. How did we go with that poll, by the way, Sean? The one that I said you would win, because old fossils like you wanted to get misty-eyed about your youth. Uh, Sean, that was great. It was great. I, I knew you would win. And I knew I love how you responded to everyone who disagreed with he, you. He actually brilliant. did. He did. It was brilliant. He wasn't happy about it. No, you weren't. He went down in flames and was swinging the whole way down. Just <laughs> like Jesse James. <laughs> Mate, I was it's telling you. It's a song. Yeah, it is. I told you idiots that the, the Chilies mm. would win. And I, I told, I told you win. that the Killers aren't loved as much as you think they are. I think it just shows that our demo skews a bit older, to be honest, if nothing else. Sounds like an excuse, but... So, yep, yeah. yep, yep. You need to have an internal review. Well, I need to have an internal review. Yeah, colonoscopy. You know, you know what's going to happen? <laughs> you you did a colonoscopy. You know what's going to happen? The reports are going to come back, but I've got... How many vertebrae have you got in your back, Tembo? Oh, <laughs> not quite sure, to be honest. <laughs> what kind of doctor are you? <laughs> not a good one. You're not a chiropractor. Uh, let's run with uh, 25. Yeah, so if I have 25 <laughs> vertebrae, I might be a bird, but I reckon 24 of them are in pieces from carrying you two idiots. Oh, please. <laughs> Do you know what I love about Dr. Dim Davis? 
is that when he was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, he had the question about the cranium. I know. And he gave the best five-minute answer, to which Eddie was super impressed, and then turned around and goes, unfortunately, you're wrong. (laughs) Tim would have just water off a duck's back. He convinced everybody. Water off a duck's back. My opening line was, Eddie, I've got to say, I don't know. And then I said, but where I'm heading is... But then stupidly, when you play that game, he, he'll he tell you whether you're on the right track you or know, not. Mate, you know, and he told me I was on the wrong track, and I still went down that track. <laughs> you know what would have been absolutely hilarious, too? There would have been so They went in the bathroom, and in the in the, uh, in the the fog, in the in the steam, Eddie's given Tim the answer. And Tim's gone, <laughs> don't trust him. No. I think that what would have been hilarious is there would have been somebody watching at home as going, you waffled off, just going, idiots. this man is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He, he can wrong. sound. He may sound right, but he's completely wrong. Timbo would be, I think, if there was such a thing, you would be the world champion at Boulder Dash. Oh yeah, I like those show those games. He yeah. would be the world champion at just spinning, absolutely shit, convincing yep. 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 but incorrect shit. Yep. You know me well. <laughs> Wait, uh, do, you know you, the, do you know the funniest thing? And I was talking about this with my wife today. The fact that I get referred to the as, real Doctor Davis. Yeah, she has a PhD. She has the title of Doctor. She is Doctor Davis, and yet I'm operating under this ruse that DU exists and the banana slugs are. A, it's all uh, real, <laughs> Timbo. It's all real. I love when Elisa's anniversary came up on LinkedIn, and I said, "Congratulations to the real, <laughs> to the, the real, real Doctor Davis." <laughs> what question did you see on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, my question was laughable. It was. Um, what, uh, which Queensland, I think it was, or which Australian um, tourist island had the advertising slogan get wrecked in like the early 80s? And I said to Eddie, that predates my existence. Um, <laughs> I'm not familiar with the campaign. I had to pass because it was the hot seat. Yep. And I ended up, it was Dunk Island or I was something. Say, well, against Dunk and Island. I was like, oh, f- yeah. anyway. Um, I, I ended up going back into the there's know, nothing there now the, the, caras- the carousel yes and I'm sitting there sitting there and the, the people are getting slowly whittled down and it, there was two questions left and it was me and the girl in the hot seat and I just needed her to get the second to last question wrong correct and I would have had a crack at you 20 grand and you would have got a thousand dollars and I would have got the thousand bucks um, but they, I don't reckon they would have given me the question they gave her which I knew well, it's Ooh, funny. Conspiracy. My ten because I said one of my strengths is movies, and the question was never it, tell them that, Sean. Well, now you know if you're ever going to apply for it, mm. tell them that your weaknesses are sport and movies. Yes, I know but, nothing but about my, them. But sorry, the, the question that she got for the um, might have been the fifty grand because I was playing for would have would have played for twenty. Sure, um, but the question was. Um, was it which two actors or which two? It was, it was very easy. It was it was um, Mira Sorvino and Lisa Kudrow. No, Mira Sorvino. No, Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Mira Sorvino and um, Lisa Kudrow. Not Lisa Kudrow. Stop saying that name. Uh, Penelope Cruz won Oscars working for which director? And I sat there. I just went, it's Woody Allen. I was sitting in the chair going, it's Marty Aphrodite and uh, Vicky Cristina Barcelona. But I don't think I would have got that question. Yeah. Because if that question came out, it would have been one of the greatest moments in Australian television history because I would have said, it's Woody Allen, Eddie. He would have been reading the question out and we would have gone, it's Woody Allen. 
Lock in Woody Allen, Eddie. <laughs> what, what letter is Woody Allen? <laughs> Just tell me which letter Woody Allen is. Let's skip this and give me the check. Can you lock in Jack Hobbs? <laughs> <laughs> the natural. <laughs> lock it in, Eddie. Yeah. And he would have gone, are you sure? And I would have said, mighty Aphrodite, mm. Ficky Christina Barcelona. Sean Pitterbudge. Chai Walla from Mumbai. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said, give me the check. Give me the check. Let's go. So, unfortunately, uh, that didn't happen. That's um, Sean Peter Budge with a hyphen, Eddie. With a hyphen. <laughs> you asked me about my uncle just before in the fake ad break. Yes. Um, so you should know how to spell it. Anyway. Beautiful. Fab song will be playing, I imagine, as yep. we're speaking. Oh, you're going to give the outro. I'm going to loop it in. I'm giving the outro now. Okay. I'm going to loop the oh, song. So we're going to play it. We're going to talk about what it is next yeah, week. Sean. Yeah, Timbo, Are you familiar have with you how been... the segment works, Tim? Have I, you been on thought, the podcast before? I just thought we were going to maybe potentially of, improve. Maybe instead of chastising me about the segment. Does he know the song we're playing? No, well, tell him after, Timbo. Okay, well, then let's end the show. This then. is the magic <laughs> of the record. The song is probably. I preferred him when he had the cough. All right. The bird flu. For Dr. Davis. (laughs) Thank you very much, Sean. Did you watch any of the Olympic trials on Amazon Prime during the week, by the way? I don't have Amazon Prime. No, fair enough. Uh, It's quite exciting. No, I'm sure it was. Can you give an always the pleasure? Always the pleasure. Whatever. And for for (laughs) Father Ganesh. Arrivederci ragazzi, Forza Azzurri, and Go Blues. Goodbye. 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 Believe it.